This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. This week's episode is sponsored by CityVest. CityVest has quickly become the most popular and best way for doctors to invest in top-performing real estate private equity funds that are usually reserved for institutional investors. This unique access to investing in these institutional funds is available for the first time ever through CityVest's easy and secure online investment platform. CityVest does the hard work of conducting due diligence and vetting the investments. They even get a third-party due diligence report that is posted on their website. As a result of aggregating a several million dollar investment amount into their access funds, CityVest gains access to investing in the institutional investment and is able to negotiate better investment terms such as a 12% preferred return. You can check them out at cityvest.com or go to the link in the show notes below. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about the four pillars of freedom, time, location, financial, emotional freedom. And in that light, our podcast started out with a cohort of physician guests and audience, which has now expanded. Uh, So now we're reaching the masses and helping others. So hopefully both sides can benefit. And in that light, I have a entrepreneur based out of Israel. Uh, His name is Daniel Alfon, and he's going to talk to us all about uh, LinkedIn. He's a LinkedIn expert and trainer. He's going to talk about building a profile, building a following, how to navigate it to land clients, sales, and even land a job if that's what you're interested in. So uh, Daniel, welcome. Thank you very much, Christopher. I'm uh, glad to be part of International Freedom for Physicians and Entrepreneurs. Yeah, I know uh, what was interesting as we were talking backstage, we met through Podmatch and, um, you know, my um, my cohort really needs to learn how to use LinkedIn, learn how to use social media. I think for busy professionals, LinkedIn is the best way. But um, before we get started, tell us more about yourself and how you got started. Sure. Uh, I was a salesperson uh, back in 2006, two years after joining LinkedIn. And I remember, Christopher, the day LinkedIn showed me the name of the person I needed to reach out to. And back then, this was like game changer because there was no other way for us. I would A third of my sales cycle was just to find the name of the right person within the organization. So that's the moment I decided to see what's under the hood. And, and then uh, eventually I wrote a book about it. And this, this has become my, my 
90% of my business. So it's been a bumpy ride. And since you hit record, 100 people, give or take, have joined LinkedIn, according to in, in July to 2022. Each second, three people sign up. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's a tremendous growth. And, um, and it's uh, quite interesting because the founder of um, LinkedIn, he came from he came from PayPal. So um, and, uh, you know, it's so interesting, you know, how you can leverage networks, network science, how you can leverage social media to, you know, really to amplify your business or, you know, establish a brand. So um, I know uh, I know a lot of um, people are interested. So we'll just get right into it. Um some of the, uh, I, what are the top three questions that will turn your LinkedIn profile into a lead, lead magnet? Excellent. So uh, let's, let's decide who's the, who's the listener, who's our audience here who could discuss uh, entrepreneur on the one hand or a job seeker, but let's not try to, to do it at the same time. So if you're an entrepreneur, the question is, who's your ideal reader? And your ideal reader, Christopher, could be uh, your next client. If you're a job seeker, then the ideal reading would be the, the new manager you'd like to report to, whether, wherever that would be. Second question is, what action would you like those people to perform if you manage to, to, to make them visit your own profile? So what, what is your, who's your ideal reader on LinkedIn? Or, or can, can we discuss a real avatar for, uh, for the show and, and, and pick an example? And let's take it from there. Excellent. And uh, so that's, um, so the, so really, so the three questions, you know, turn your LinkedIn profile into a lead magnet. The other thing is that was interesting when I came across your bio is that you talk about treating your profile like a website and not a CV. What do you mean by that? Thank you very much for, for asking this. So, so just to, to end a point to, to the previous question, the third question is how to, how we make those ideal readers perform the action we'd like. And most people will say I'd like that ideal reader to reach out to me, whether they're a job seeker, whether they're a, a, an entrepreneur. So let's focus on the entrepreneurs. They could be physicians wanting to, wanting to uh, create a new career or something else. For, yeah. the, for their uh, new venture, for their new prospects, they couldn't care less whether the, the date they, they worked for uh, Valhalla Healthcare was 12, uh, 2018 or 2019. So instead, if you're not a job seeker, instead of treating LinkedIn as a CV or as a place for job seekers, treat it as a website that needs to convert your ideal reader into visiting your website and or reaching out to you. And that means the headline should not be the default CXO or, or Dr. XYZ at Medical Center or ABC, but how you can bring value to, to your ideal reader. And a, a simple way to do this would be simply to visit your own profile because you've changed and you improved many, many things and almost all of them are free. So it doesn't take, you don't have to pay LinkedIn. You simply have to think about your profile and the way to turn it into something that would enhance your career. And you have, update, you have uploaded a banner and you have tweaked your headline. Instead of just having the uh, usual founder and CEO, Christopher H. Lou, MD, PhD, you turned it into Baylor Medrice UBIOE, retired at 30 years old, investor, and then a bunch of other things. So that is a lot more interesting for the reader 
than knowing that we are the CEO of our own company. Okay. That's the head. The headline. The headline is, is the most um, expensive real estate in terms of our uh, uh, profile, in terms of text. And a formula we, we, we discuss simply: I help X achieve Y. I help um, um, biomed startups gain X, or I help medical uh, companies achieve Y. And and the, the the reader should should change it and tweak it based on their own personality and interests. Doctor Doc is a personal lending solution designed by doctors for doctors. We understand that doctors' financial situations change faster than an insulin drip and ketoacidosis. And we also understand that doctors are the most reliable borrowers in the world. Through our proprietary algorithm, we're able to provide personal loans at great rates with amazing flexibility because we take into account your schooling, your specialty, and where you are in the medical journey. Doctors come to us after they've matched into residency and we loan for all sorts of personal reasons from credit card debt consolidation to family expenses and medical bills. We speak with everyone who applies for a loan and offer fixed interest rates and flexible term options without prepayment penalties. If you're a physician looking for a personal loan, fill out our application form now. It only takes three minutes and we'll get back to you with a decision within 24 hours. So yeah, we talked about that, and then uh, so profile. So basically, uh, turning your LinkedIn profile into a lead magnet, um, which is really paradigm shift. Really is interesting. Is treating your profile like a website, and then profile headlines. Um, what are some of the things that um, you you find that separates the best leaders from the rest on LinkedIn? Well, that's a great question. Um... Leaders are made of a number of, of uh, subgroups. Sub so let's maybe mention someone who's a manager. It could be a senior VP or CEO. And their action, the, the most important action they could perform on LinkedIn is praise their staff, their employees, their partners, and their clients. And one of the simplest ways to do this would be simply to monitor what happens around their brand or their name. And a lot of time, their employee, employees or their partners or their clients would do something on LinkedIn. And LinkedIn enables you to follow any LinkedIn uh, member. And LinkedIn has close to 850 million uh, users as, as we speak. And that would mean, Chris, that you would see in your feed the exact time that someone you're interested in is, has posted some, some. So let's say I'm interested in CityVest a sponsor of the show. And I, I'd like to see what Alan Donenfield is up to. So I, I could go to his profile, I could click on more, click on follow, and I would have a bell. When I click on the bell, it would mean that even though we're not connected, each public action the person performs on LinkedIn will be seen through my feed. And why is that important? Because Christopher, that would enable me to act in a time sensitive way. If Alan shares something in 20 minutes time, I could be the first to reply, to comment, to like, or to reach out or to share it with someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's quite interesting. Um, the other thing that you talk about is um, what's interesting is uh, the picking the right connection strategy. So picking the right connection strategy, what are your 
thoughts and advice on connecting with um, and growing your network? Pleasure. So there are basically three ways to look at it. And the question I would ask is, would you like in two years time, Christopher, would you like to be the best connected or the most connected? And I'm afraid you need to pick one. And many physicians and many entrepreneurs and many people simply hate to choose and they want to have both. But the truth is you can't have your cake and eat it. You have to pick one because if you want to grow your network, it means you can no longer know 20,000 people. <laughs> and on the other hand, if you'd like to keep a quality network, that means you will not have that size of, of, of your connection. So pick one because you could gain either way. If you have a large following on LinkedIn, if you have 30,000 followers and you post something, you have a new uh, uh, product coming up, you're, uh, you have an interesting guest, you have a, a forthcoming conference you're speaking at, then the exposure will be great because you have 30,000 people. And even if 2% two two, two see it, it's still 600 people. On the other hand, if your business is, is uh, based on referrals, then you could stick to a quality network. Because even if you have 200 connections, but you know them well, you can run an advanced search on LinkedIn and find, find five interesting prospects. And the good thing about it is that when you look at the names of the mutual connections, you would know who, who those people are. And that would enable you, Chris, to leave LinkedIn, to communicate with those people and to ask them if they feel comfortable enough, make an introduction. And in, in, whenever they can, that can bring you either a job interview or a client simply thanks to the, the, the person's name, your mutual connection, because you know that person. So one is quantity, what we mentioned. The second is quality. And the worst possible connection strategy is try to veer between uh, both of them or try to move from quality to quantity or, or vice versa. If you start with a quality network and you think that you need to get to, to grow your network, many people will stop at 2,000 or 3,000 without realizing that they don't have a significant network. On LinkedIn, 2,000 people is not a large network. You will not gain enough exposure because again, if two people, two, two people, two percent, sorry, see what it, what it is you share and you've grown your, your network from, from 200 to 2,000, only 40 people will see it. So you've paid a very large price. On the one hand, you don't have a significant exposure. And on the other, you water down the quality of your network. So pick one for the long term and try not to veer. Interesting. Um, in terms of growing your network, um, I know a lot of um, people on LinkedIn, they, they look at the wrong metrics. I know you have... Um, a way to simplify LinkedIn and to help people stop chasing the wrong metrics. And tell us more about that. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, the way I would, I would uh, treat it is very simple. Forget about the LinkedIn metrics and try to focus on real life metrics. What do I mean by that? If you're an entrepreneur, there is a bunch of LinkedIn, LinkedIn metrics, okay? There is the number of connections you have and the views you, your post had and the page followers you have for, for your company and mentions and SSI endorsements, all sorts of LinkedIn metrics. Forget what I said now, focus on the business metrics. The business metrics are real. That should be revenues. 
should be orders, that should be inquiries, that should be demos. And what I mean by that, Christopher, is that LinkedIn should be an engine that helps your top of funnel. If you have, if your business model is it revolves around having a forthcoming webinar that is free and, and there you would sell some product. And prior to using LinkedIn, you had a hundred people signing up and you start using LinkedIn and now you have 140 people signing up and you have maybe 20 additional uh, people who, sh who show up to the actual event. Then you, Christopher, could simply see the dollar amount you're getting thanks to that delta. Maybe it's $2,000, maybe it's $50,000, depending on what you're selling. But you don't have to focus on the LinkedIn metrics. You don't, you don't go to sleep and say, wow, I have a gazillion connections. You go to sleep and you say, I've managed to increase my business and gain a significant new client. Or my business has improved this quarter 20% thanks to that action or this performance. So forget about the LinkedIn metrics. They're not the, the platform needs to serve Christopher and your audience and me and not the other way around. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, always always focus on the numbers and focus on how much revenue you're generating, you know, the real, how many clients are inquiring, how many followers you're getting. So um, uh, the other thing is, um, so you talk about a lot of interesting strategies. Um, what are some of the five myths about LinkedIn that you can share with our audience? With pleasure. The top five myths, myths from my perspective is focusing on your company page where you need to focus on your profile, focusing on the quantity of your network versus the quality of your network, treating your profile as a CV instead of treating it as a website, focusing on advertising on LinkedIn instead of sharing valuable content and spending dollars instead, instead, of, instead of investing time. So we, we did mention the CV and the website. We did mention the quantity and quality, but the, there are three, um, uh, three parameters we haven't discussed at all, but maybe we could touch on them. Your yeah. profile is way, way more attractive than your company page on LinkedIn. And, and that holds, that is the, true for 99% of, of our audience here. Unless your company is a Fortune 500 company and you have thousands of employees, then you need to have a, a page, but you can forget about the page and every six months, just make sure it's okay. Nothing will happen thanks to the page because you, most LinkedIn users are not following pages. They're connecting as individuals. So as an individual, they would look you up and they would see that, that they want to, to send you an invitation request. You, Christopher, uh, follow less than 100 companies. On LinkedIn, you follow 96 companies and you're a heavy user. But on the other hand, you have close to 1,700 followers. Notice the proportion. For every company you follow, you have 17 followers on your individual profile. So day-to-day -day marketing and lead generation will happen thanks to your individual profile and not thanks to the page unless you employ thousands of people. And interesting. Um, and then you, you know, you talked about the, um, the uh, company page, individual profile. The other thing is um, uh, in terms of sharing content on LinkedIn, what, 
I know you have thoughts about that. Tell us more. <laughs> With pleasure. <laughs> um, so, so let's let me share some good news. I think you you can relax, and most of our listeners don't have to share often on LinkedIn. If you're used to, to being on, on Twitter or Facebook or, or Instagram, then the sheer frequency of your shares is something that is very important. But on LinkedIn, you, you might actually bet, get penalized if you share too often. And, and what I mean by that is that if you share something now and in three hours time, you would share something else, then LinkedIn will basically say, we're going to limit the exposure of Dr. Christopher Zhu's second post because that the first has yet to, uh, uh, to, to get to the end of life. And you will actually cannibalize your own uh, previous share because LinkedIn will not share it to more people. You have, uh, LinkedIn will usually show what it is you share to maybe 10% of your network. And for say two hours, the, the algorithm tries to assess whether there are many people who view it, who dwell on it, engage with the content by commenting, liking, liking, or sharing. And if they do, then LinkedIn will gradually increase the uh, exposure of that uh, post. So you don't have to share a lot. You could, however, comment. And commenting smartly in, in meaningful, when you add something to the conversation, could take you even less time, less time than sharing content you're producing. And it could bring, it could, uh, you will not be penalized when you comment smartly on people's uh, posts. Forget about sharing too often. It will, it will mean that some of your connections, when they see that you always share the same sort of stuff, by the fifth time they say, okay, I know what, it, what this is. They will become, they might become blind to your content. They, they still like you, but next time they will not check this. They will not click on it and the algorithm registers everything. And if they, they feel that someone is uh, hijacking their feed, they might either unfollow you or even disconnect. So the good news is that you don't, it's better to share one meaningful piece of information every month or even if one quarter. So if you're very busy, one quarter, like 15 minutes every quarter, I think if, if, you don't have, if you can't find 15 minutes for your career, then we, we have nothing to, to, uh, to say really. That would be, that could be more meaningful than trying to share three times a day pieces that will not resonate with your audience. Interesting. Uh, the other thing you talk about is exposure is overrated on LinkedIn. Why is that? And, and what could possibly be more important than exposure? Thank you very much for this question. So we, we discussed uh, three uh, connection strategies and, and uh, let me dwell on the worst connection strategy. The worst connection strategy would be a physician or entrepreneur that started with an, uh, say 200 or 500 connections they knew well and they, they decided to increase their network without reaching enough connections. And that means they will not have 30,000 connections. They might have 2,000 or 4,000. The problem with that, as we discussed, is that you, not, people, not many people will actually see what it is that you share. And let's get back to the uh, trust factor. If you, have, if you connect with people you know well, and you run an advanced search, and you look at the, at the person's name, then you are able to gain a meaningful introduction thanks to that person's name. Okay, say, say I wanted to, I, I see uh, John Austinson, 
And I wanted to reach out to him. And I see that you, Dr. Christopher Liu, is, is our mutual connection. Can I reach out to you and ask whether you could put me in touch with uh, John only if I know you? And that means that if people who have a trust, a, trust, a trusted network, a quality network, run an advanced search, and they ask that mutual connection for, for an introduction, then they will get referrals. And referrals in, in some businesses, referrals probably constitute 90% of my revenues. I can track almost everything I do thanks to, to referrals. People who will refer to me and they, the best things about it from, from my perspective, and I'm sure you, you could uh, add your perspective to that, is that whenever someone is referred to you, the conversation is a lot easier. They're not price sensitive. They almost come pre-sold because someone has told them that you need to, to speak with Dr. Christopher Liu. And when, when a, a happy client or someone who knows you well makes that uh, statement and they trust that person, it means your conversation is a lot easier. And some of those referrals could even end up referring you new clients thanks to that. So what is more important than exposure is revenues. Exposure is certainly one way to get revenues. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. But it would be wrong to assume that it is the only way to get revenues. It is one way if you play the long game, if you do it. But there is an equally excellent way by connecting with people you know well and having the introduction outside of LinkedIn that could mean meaningful business introductions, uh, doubling your, your revenues, or having lots of interviews with qualified companies. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, it's been a fascinating uh, discussion about LinkedIn. I, LinkedIn is very, so powerful, gives you so much leverage and gives you so much bang for the buck. And um, in terms of networking, I used to do all of my networking in person at conferences, but with LinkedIn, now you can just go online and um, and it saves you so much time and money and hassle. So um, I know you've been, you gave a lot of uh, nuggets of wisdom and a lot of gems, a lot of people interested in uh, hearing more about you, um, finding more about you and, and working with you. So how can they do that? With pleasure. All they have to do is go to danielalfa.com. They'll find everything uh, there and I'll appreciate it if they visited the website and check it out. Excellent. Uh, Daniel, thanks so much. Uh, you, you really um, gave a lot of insights and wisdom, and we look forward to um, hearing more about your success in the future. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to be with you. I'm excited that you made it for another episode. You are truly the best. If you've been following the show for a while, you know that my passion is to bring you the education you need to find your path to financial freedom. Please come back week after week for new content, new resources, and great guests. Until then, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out the website, www.drchrisluemdphd.com for more support. I'll see you next week.